This episode of Sports Spectrum's Inside the Chapel podcast is presented by Compassion International. They are the most trusted child development ministry in the world, having served over 1.9 million children in sponsorships. You can check them out at Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. You can sponsor a child today, and this is bringing hope to a child in crisis, in poverty, and it's a gift that will last a lifetime. There are children on this page when you go, compassion.com slash sports spectrum, who've been waiting for a sponsorship from places like Peru, Bangladesh, Indonesia. They've been waiting for more than two years. It's $38 a month, tax deductible. Consider this. Consider sponsoring a child. Pray for this opportunity with you and your family, and you can make that difference in a child's life. Check out Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum and sponsor a child today. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Inside the Chapel podcast. My name is Icky Soma. I am the chaplain for the Houston Rockets, and normally my co-host Reza Zadeh, chaplain for the Broncos, is with me, but today I'm here solo. And this message today, this chapel message, is called When God Calls You Back from Felicia Komu. She is the chaplain for the Houston Dash, the women's professional soccer team here in Houston. And she's also the chaplain coordinator for the WNBA. So give this chapel message, When God Calls You Back, from Mark chapter 10. A listen. Listen, in today's seeking story, it's more of a you seek me, I seek you back, or hit me up, I'm gonna hit you back, right? And um, and today, when you look at this story and you consider the scripture and you consider everything that we're seeing here, here's what I want you to look at. We're in Mark chapter 10, verse 46. And this is what the story is about. It's really about Jesus meeting somebody in the moment of need, at the right time of need, and then showing up like only he can. And so let's let's read this and then we'll dissect this word. Um, Mark 10, verse 46. This is what it says. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind man, a beggar named Bart Timaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted the louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped. Okay, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man and they said, cheer up. They said, come on, he's calling you. So obviously there's lots of people coming to seek and sometimes seeking is calling and sometimes Jesus is calling you, right? And so here's what it looks like. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat jumped up and came to Jesus. And then Jesus asked, what do you want 
me to do for you? My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. Instantly, the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. Now, when you when you consider this story, when you look at this and maybe you've you've read this story a million times before. Maybe you've read the story and you've seen the story and you've heard about the story time and time again. But let me just hit you up on on a couple of things here. There are three characters in the story. Um, along with those three characters that, characters that are in the story, there's also um, three points of references, right? There's 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 three things that are also happening there, and then there's very there's some key moments that have to occur in this story. The first thing when I think about this, there is Jesus, the one who can do anything. Then there's Bartimaeus. Uh, the blind man beggar on the side of the road and then there is the crowd of people around him and and probably you could say there is probably a fourth group of people the disciples we know that they're there we know that they are always around uh, the thing that I love about this story is because this story really likens to the things that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis this story really is about us in so many ways this story tells a tale of somebody who is in need and um like most times when you're in need what do you do man you gotta you go to to some place to something to something uh to try to meet that need uh well that's what bartimaeus does man he hears the crowd coming now let me tell you at this point in bartimaeus's life he has been rejected he has been silent and he has been ignored. <laughs> and, and so when the time presents itself, all of a sudden, right moment, right time, Jesus shows up and what does he do? He cries out. Let me ask you this, beloved. Do you realize that at certain times and in certain moments, this is the right time to cry out because this is the right time when people are listening, when the right person is around to hear your cry. This is the right time. And Bartimaeus, man, for the first time, he cried out. But guess what? Every time we cry out, there's always going to be a couple of haters nearby. There's always going to be somebody there to try to quiet us up, to try to silence us. Hush up, Bartimaeus, you know, telling us to be quiet. But I love this is that he literally ignored the people that were telling him, hey, this is not the time. Hey, this is don't, don't you don't need to talk about that. Hey, this is not right right now. Stop crying out about this. And you know what he does? And I love this because it shows courage. It shows audacity, but it also shows just the presence of mind. No, I need this and I need this right now. And so he begins to cry out. And he cried, and the scripture says that he cries out all the more. And when he cries out all the more, Jesus stops. Um, now, there are all types of things in scripture that will make the Son of God stand, that will make him stop, and will make him be silent. But this was such an amazing moment that he stopped. 
and he turned and I love this because he begins to have a conversation with him and he sees he sees him and and you know it's Jesus so you know he probably knows what's wrong with him but he asked him nonetheless now I always try to figure out why would you ask him Jesus you know what's wrong with him why would you ask him what can I do for you but he asked him nonetheless and Bartimaeus says listen I want to see I want to see think about that request it was specific, it was on point, and it met the demand, right? It is exactly, Jesus is asking a question and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't hold anything back. He said, listen, I can't see. <laughs> I need to be able to see, right? Let me ask you, what is it that you need right now in this moment? And are you being specific? about the thing that you need God to take care of for you. Man, Bartimaeus did not play, right? He said, Jesus, <laughs> I want to see. And I love it because Jesus steps up and says, man, go your way. And, and I love it when he heals like this because there's something about it that says that he is touched by my faith. And what is faith? Faith, hope, action. Bartimaeus displays all three in this moment is that he shows faith by crying out. He gives, he shows hope by telling him exactly what he needs. And then he gives action. He gives action uh, by crying out all the more, right? And so when you look at that, this faith, this hope, this action showing itself and him seeking him and calling forth what he wanted. And I love how Jesus responds. And he says, go your way. Your faith has healed you. <laughs> Go your way. Your faith has healed you. Man, uh, what does your faith need to heal for you today? What does your faith need to create for you today? What is your faith? What type of opportunity does your faith need to create for you today? Man, like Bartimaeus, I pray that you would call out and call out all the more. Don't let anybody keep you silent. Say what needs to be said demand what needs to be demanded and be specific about what you need God to do. Amen and amen. Oh, may the Lord add a blessing to the hearing, reading, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bye. Well, I hope you're encouraged and challenged even by that message from Felicia on when God calls you back. I don't know about you, friends, but whenever uh, I find myself praying in generalities like, Lord, bless me today, bless my wife, bless my family, bless the rockets, um, I find it's really hard to gauge and measure whether God has really answered those prayers because I feel like God's always blessing us and we are so blessed and obviously blessed by our greatest need our need for salvation, which is found in Jesus Christ and faith in him. And so I love the challenge that she lays out because Jesus says, even though he is uh, omniscient, he knows already, I'm sure, the needs that Bartimaeus has. He asks this question, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. And so I think, friends, as you are facing particular challenges, uh, particular needs that you may have, or maybe you're experiencing uh, just an impossible situation, the question is, rather than saying, 
and praying in generalities, perhaps God is asking you today, what is it that you want him to do for you? Jesus is saying, what do you want me to do for you? And that can include, obviously, your your greatest need, which can be for salvation by simply crying out and saying, Lord, I place my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe he died in my place. And you can be saved. You can have an eternal relationship with God, be forgiven for all your sins, past, present, and future. That may be what you're crying out for today. Or it may also be something uh, physical uh, where you're saying, you know, I've got this ailment or this illness and I'm crying out and asking God to heal me of that particular, maybe a financial need that you have of saying, you know what, uh, I'm feeling the pinch of these economic times and I'm crying out to God to meet my physical needs, perhaps for food, or maybe you're looking for a job that God will provide. And so, again, he's asking you specifically, what do you want me to do for you? So rather than praying and asking generalities, perhaps to ask specifically, saying, this is what I'm asking you to do, believing, trusting that God can do it. And he says again at the very end there, and immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Why? He says, because his faith has made him well. So friends, I pray that uh, you're encouraged by this message today. And rather than praying in uh, wide-spanning generalities, uh, to be specific and ask him specifically, what what do you want God to do for you? Perhaps you've got a prodigal child, a son or daughter who's walked away from the Lord, and you're praying specifically saying, Lord, would you bring them back to you? Would you bring them back into fellowship and a relationship with you? Perhaps you're praying today for maybe your your pastor, maybe your church is going through a difficult season right now. I know I've been part of plenty of churches that have experienced all kinds of turmoil and transition. I'm even thinking of one right now. And perhaps you're praying, Lord, would you bring peace? Would you bring harmony? Would you bring shalom? And perhaps you're praying for particular leaders uh, nationally or even in the church. Would you pray, God, for their salvation or pray for the humility that they recognize their need for you. So whatever that is, I think the challenge laid before us today, when God calls you back and asks you, what do you want me to do for you as you seek him, that you would be specific in that request that you make. Hey, I just want to close our time together. I just feel led to pray right now. Again, not knowing at all uh, what you may specifically need, but I just want to pray for us as we close out our time on this Inside the Chapel podcast episode. Uh, God, now I do pray In the name of Jesus, for all who are listening today, whether they received this chapel talk that someone shared with them, perhaps they received it uh, and listened to it on their way to work, or maybe they're sitting at a cubicle right now. God, whatever specific request they have, I pray now that they would ask you specifically to meet that particular need, to meet that particular need for healing or physical need, or even greater yet, God, perhaps calling out to Jesus Christ to save them. God, that you'd meet that need. And God, I pray that they would trust you, that they believe that you're a God who hears our prayers and answers our prayers, that can do anything and everything. Nothing is impossible with you. I pray that they would believe that and trust you for that, Lord. And I pray that by faith that you'd answer their prayer. And sometimes, God, we understand uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a red light, it's a stop, and you've got some other different way that you're going to be at work. And sometimes it's a yellow light, sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a yellow light, it's a slow And sometimes it's a green light and you just say go. So God, either way, uh, like the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire furnace who prayed, even if our God doesn't deliver us, we're not going to renounce him, not going to turn our backs on him. God, we trust you. You're a good God. You're a God who loves us. So I pray for each and every listener right now 
who's praying specifically for a particular need as you've asked them, what do you want me to do for you? That they're laying it out specifically before you. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Friends, thank you uh, for listening today. And let's all say a hearty amen. Would you continue to share, rate this podcast, share it with your friends and neighbors, teammates and coaches, other uh, uh, teachers at your school, if you're sharing at a school, so that they can hear the good news and hear clear, relevant Bible teaching and get a sneak peek on what it's like to be inside the chapel in every major college or even pro teams and for the teams they cheer for. Thanks, friends. Take care and God bless you. We'll see you next episode. Thank you.